You're listening to the Wellness Insider Network, episode number 66. Welcome to the Wellness Insider Network podcast, a place where you discover how to create a balanced, vibrant, and stress-free life with the right food, herbs, and self-care techniques. I'm your host, Lana Camille. I'm a college professor, drug information pharmacist, and an herbalist. Thank you for joining me on this adventure. Let's get the show started. Hello, Wellness Insiders. I hope you are having a great week. Five years ago, I went to one of my favorite herbal conferences. The organizers were running a small herbal business product contest. The first place winner of the most innovative product was a preparation called Rishi Roast. I talked to the creators about the benefits of their formula and ended up taking some home. I fell in love with their creation so much that today I'm sharing with you my conversation about this formula with the creators. So my guests today are Lily Mazzarella and Amy Charney. Lily is an herbalist, nutritionist, whole food chef, teacher, and writer. Her journey for healing her own complex health challenges sparked an interest in herbal medicine, nutrition, and other modalities of true healing. Lily is a formulator and creator of Pharmacopoeia's line of signature tinctures, bitters, adaptogen powers, and superfoods. And as I mentioned earlier, co-founder and formulator of Rishi Roast Original and Rishi Roast Elixir. Today, she can be found in her clinical practice at Pharmacopoeia, teaching on the road or at the California School of Herbal Studies, serving as a community project expert advisor on herbal medicine, botanizing in the desert, and engaging in urban wildlife recovery. Amy comes from the mountains of upstate New York, where she was infused in nature at a young age. After college, Amy faced serious health challenges, including chronic pain from an accident. Finding little relief in conventional medicine, Amy turned to a variety of complementary modalities, including yoga, mindfulness-based stress reduction, and herbal medicine. Successfully managing her chronic pain and health challenges with an impressive toolkit, Amy has worked for over a decade as a scientist, researcher, and educator. Today, she consults with companies as a formulator and quality control specialist and teaches as an adjunct professor at the Maryland University of Integrative Health and at California School of uh, Herbal Studies. By the end of this episode, I hope you'll be inspired by Amy's and Lily's approach to successfully and seamlessly integrating herbs into the foods you eat. As always, you can find links and additional information in the show notes at wellnessinsidernetwork.com slash 66. Enjoy. Hello, ladies. Lily, Amy, how are you doing? Hi. Hi, Lana. It's wonderful to see you. I haven't seen you in a little while. Uh, we met a few years back at one of the herbal gatherings 
I remember the first time I got introduced to you, I tried one of your products and we'll talk a little bit about it later on. And I returned home with a bottle of your elixir. And I think I mentioned to you that I got absolutely addicted to it. This was my nightly ritual. And I loved it so much that when it ran out, I felt lost for a little while. So have been trying to connect with you and share my experience with your product for a very long time. So really excited that you're here. We're happy to be here. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So uh, both of you are practicing clinical herbalists and certified nutrition specialists. And so I wanted to ask you to talk a little bit about your business, which is Rishi Rose. But before we go there, how it all started for you. Tell us a little bit about your roots. Amy? Sure. (laughs) I had a long love of nature and plants and all things of the natural world. And so in my undergrad, I studied environmental science and ecology and was really interested in pursuing botany and plants in general and had some health challenges myself that veered me from my track of in more of the environmental science realm and ended up um, really interested in pursuing plants as medicine. So that's kind of the short version of how I found what was called Thai Sophia and met Lily there and how we you know, came together in our journey of love of plants. How was it for you, Lily? Well, I don't think I learned that plants had medicinal properties until I was in my 20s. I, I grew up in suburban New Jersey and we had no alternative medicine at the time. Um, okay. And so I... Uh, was faced with some pretty profound health challenges like like Amy. Um, after graduating from college, I was a English major undergrad and uh, I was living in New York City at the time and I was not finding help in the conventional medical routes for what I was dealing with. And so I pursued herbal medicine and, and specifically Chinese medicine um, and acupuncture and just had really amazing results. And that kind of led me on the path to, you know, working in herb stores during the day and restaurants very late at night, but herb stores during the day and and trying to kind of like piece together an herbal education and ended up moving to Ithaca, New York and going to Seven Songs, uh, Northeast School of Botanical Medicine, which I highly recommend to anybody. Um, And then I did a year of study with Matthew Wood. And then this program was starting, this Master's of Science in Herbal Medicine, and it was really the first of its kind uh, in our country. So now there are a few, but then there were not. And it was a uh, three-year full-time residential program at the time. Um, Simon Mills uh, from the UK was the um, program director. And we were really lucky to be there with the staff that we had when we were there, James Snow and Kevin Spellman. And it was, it was amazing. Mary Bove and Jill Stansbury. And we just had like this array of stars teaching us. <laughs> so, so we had three years of grad school together and we started making products. And I mean, what was that when 2003 to 2000? Yeah. 2003 to 2006. And like we did a medicine show together. What did we make? We made so many things. We made our table was very delicious. We had some Damiana chocolate elixir and we, we got into beer. brewing herbal <laughs> beers. Yeah, it was really fun. Mm-hmm. And we started putting mushrooms in our coffee in 
probably in grad school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We started putting medicinal mushrooms into our coffee. So it's nothing, nothing like the deliciousness of reishi roast currently, but that was our, that was our start. Yeah. We still joke about how the way we put mushrooms in our coffee and chocolate type beverages, then nobody would enjoy those except for an herbalist because they were so bitter and so intense in their flavor. And so it took us a lot of formulating and playing around with ingredients and, and sourcing to get reishi roast to the wonderful flavor that it is today, thankfully. <laughs> so now everyone likes it. <laughs> not just the majority of people, not just the people who can handle yeah. really difficult flavors. <laughs> and then amazingly, we both ended up in the same area of Sonoma County in California, which was, you know, we both moved separately for work. And um, yeah, we've just been really lucky to be able to continue our friendship and our working relationship. You talked about the fact that when you were studying and there were a lot of different sciences that you had to uh, learn and a lot of different content that you were drinking coffee. And I know that we had short conversation before uh, I pressed record and we talked a little bit about that. Uh, what was the inspiration behind originally behind this product? Why did you want to explore something that would be as useful as perhaps coffee for someone who is studying? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. I, Amy and I have always said we both really love coffee, but we don't necessarily love what it does to us in the long term. Like there's a sort of, there's an initial, um, obviously, boost that comes with, with the caffeine in coffee um, and coffee in general. Um, but that, you know, when you're dealing with a constellation of health issues, when you're looking at, you know, nervous system and adrenal strain and... Um, potentially sleep issues, gut issues, that it starts to, you know, coffee can become more of a liability for, you know, for some people. You know, I think as nutritionists, what we're seeing is a really great time and that we're seeing that people are really starting to understand that lots of foods aren't inherently good or bad. And coffee is such a classic example of that. Yeah. It's worshipped and demonized and that it coffee itself has really beneficial properties. But we're getting into this world of very individualized food and medicine and people are starting to see that some people thrive on coffee yeah. and then others feel anxious or have disturbed sleep patterns and things like that. And so we fit more into the, we're both the type of people that can't handle lots of caffeine and, and it's actually really common. And, you know, you see this in the Ayurvedic model, people who are different ways, different systems that individualize medicine and how different constitutions and body types do really well with certain substances or foods and others don't. And so the these medicinal mushrooms that are in reishi roast are deeply grounding and nourishing. So if you're the type of person like us who tends to feel a little frazzled if you have too much coffee or little jittery this just really grounds it and and tones it down so that you can it has a more balanced beverage energetically i don't know if that's what you experienced because you said you love the elixir yeah i used it in and i remember trying it uh, at your table you were recommending uh, putting it in mm -hmm. almond milk and i just thought that it was just such an amazing beverage this was something that was so calming for me and so relaxing and i was using it uh, before bedtime but so one thing that i wanted to kind of come back to is what exactly is reishi rose so we have been talking about it but probably someone who is listening to us has no idea what's in it and what exactly is it so um, it's a combination of medicinal mushrooms, uh, predominantly reishi, and then chaga mushroom, which are woody mushrooms. 
um, and they're ground into very fine powders and then pre-extracted. Um, and then also bitter roots that have traditionally been used as um, coffee substitutes like dandelion and chicory. And then also some sort of nerve nourishing tonics like milky oats. Um, we've got a little milk thistle in there. We have some um, mesquite. So it's a really kind of well-rounded, brewable coffee beverage, coffee-like beverage. Um, and it can be used as a companion to coffee. So you can blend it with your coffee, like 50-50. We've done that a lot um, to kind of smooth out those rough edges of the caffeine that Amy was talking about. Um, and then it can also be enjoyed completely on its own. It's a really standalone, delicious hot beverage. It's got kind of the depth and the complexity of a really good coffee. Um, I, I actually think it's, it's, um, it's got more going on than coffee. It's this really beautiful kind of synergistic effect. Um, and then we have a, what, what you've been enjoying, Lana, is our reishi roast elixir, which is our sort of on-the-go version. So Amy and I both like to travel and we both really like our reishi roast. So we wanted a version that people could, you know, a, the same formula that people could actually bring on the road and either add to their coffee or as you do just, you know, some coconut milk or almond milk and, you know, enjoy on its own or, or with coffee. So it's, it's a coffee substitute, um, but it's so much more than that. It's really this, this blend of adaptogens and medicinal mushrooms that, um, you know, has just you know, sort of profound building and balancing effects in the body. And we intentionally formulated it to be, it's very close to caffeine-free. It has just a pinch of cacao in it so that people who really don't want, you know, they love coffee and they love the flavor and want a substitute for their morning or evening beverage, but they can't handle the caffeine. That makes it so that you can just have it by itself, brew it by itself. So you mentioned that there are medicinal mushrooms in the reishi roast and also adaptogens. Can you talk a little bit about why these particular categories of herbs are important, especially in this society? Yeah. Do you have a few hours? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, I think, you know, I think most of us have the experience of, of um of living in in sort of a very pressurized society and so whether you're in school and um you know both of us were in grad school and working um you know there's a, that sense of kind of burning the candle at both ends um and you know if you're dealing with any chronic health challenge that's also something that's gonna sort of contribute to a degree of depletion that we just see really commonly in people in our practices um so you know, adaptogens are herbs that help to regulate the, the, the body systems of communication in a very deep way over time. They're safe tonic herbs. They've been used in most cases for, you know, millennia in various cultures, um, you know, for sort of restoration of the system. And, um, you know, they seem to have a moderating effect on, on most body systems where they kind of work very gently to bring them back into balance. So people see, you know, we see really diffuse effects like, you know, improve sleep, but also improve stamina and energy and um, increased recovery time from exercise, um, increased libido is a big one, greater focus, um, less mental fog, uh, increased resistance to illness. Those are really common ones. Um, anything else that I'm, in terms of the adaptogen thing that I'm missing? I mean, I think that's a good yeah. Broad. And we've experienced all those benefits. I mean, it's really real. And, and it creeps in over time. Like you're using these herbs 
on a daily basis. And, you know, six weeks in, you're like, oh, hey, I'm not waking up in the middle of the night for two hours every night. Or, oh, I have energy to go exercise after work or, you know, whatever. Everyone's got the cold and I didn't catch the flu this year. That's right. Type of right. Deep building yeah. quality. Yeah. And I think, you know, right now our culture is just inherently really um, stressful. We have like information coming at us all the time. There's lots of things that are destabilizing to our systems, um, you know, in terms of pollutants we're exposed to or, um, you know, blue light disruption of sleep patterns, you know, you name it. We've got a lot. We've got a lot going on. Yeah, and we we talked about adaptogens crossing all these different systems and communicating with these different systems. And as herbalists, we were so intentional with this formula to include, like Lily mentioned, there's milk thistle, which is hugely supportive to the liver. And there's reishi and chaga, which are so supportive to the immune system and very grounding. And so it's it's got this whole spectrum that, that really helps people start to thrive and feel nourished in our culture instead of just frazzling racing around. <laughs> That's wonderful. Thank you. So I know that both of you are a certified nutrition specialist. In addition to really thinking about these herbs clinically, you also approach it from a perspective of how uh, do I make it yummy? Mm-hmm. Lily was uh, talking about uh, working in the food industry in your earlier years. And also during your graduate training, you were experimenting with a lot of different formulations. And I wanted to ask you to talk a little bit about this in terms of your current practices. So perhaps we can talk a little bit about the clinic. And also, how do you talk to your patients there are a lot of herbs that you can be putting in your everyday diet. What is the first step to incorporating easy and tasty and pleasurable mm. and very acceptable? Mm. It's interesting. I mean, that's, that's why we were sort of working with this, um, the entree that coffee gives, you know, coffee is something that most people start their days with and don't actually give a thought to the fact that they're preparing an herbal beverage. They're doing an they're doing an herbal extraction first thing in the morning of like a very potent medicinal herb. Um, And so, you know, given that people are already occupying that space, it's a wonderful opportunity to kind of add something in that gives support. And I think both of us really love that idea of adding things in rather than taking them away. Like we often have people say to us, like, don't take away my coffee. You know, like they come see us and they're afraid that the first thing we're going to say is like, you know, stop drinking coffee. And they're often surprised when we don't say that, or, you know, we offer this kind of alternative and, you know, just kind of working with what already is like, if someone is having an afternoon snack and they're just grabbing like, a muffin or a scone or, you know, something that's going to rapidly convert to sugar, you know, give them 15 minutes of clarity and then crash them out for the rest of the day. You know, we, we, we might say, Hey, you know, consider mixing, you know, some adaptogenic herbs into, you know, nut butter and collagen and making your own, you know, protein snacks and having them at that hour, you know, so, you know, kind of using opportunities, these leverage points where that, that are already happening in people's lives and, essentially elevating them or kind of upgrading them with with the herbal medicines and I think both of us would say starting with flavors that are um like delicious and familiar you know rather (laughs) yeah I mean you know rather than telling someone oh yeah go home and cook a bunch of dandelion greens you know like for the person who's not initiated into bitter like that's often not going to be 
um, they may do it once, but you know they're not they're not they're not going to incorporate those dandelion greens into a, into you know something on a weekly basis. Um, but you know we found that the reishi roast was something that people really do daily. Uh, many people do it in the morning with or instead of coffee, and then we get a ton of feedback about people who do it in the afternoon at that like slump time that's so common. Um, you know that that occurs because we don't have rest built into our day, and it is actually a natural circadian um sort of you know blip that happens there um so it's you know a nice way to kind of support the adrenals rather than like push 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 like giving stimulants and a and some sugar to kind of push through a time of low energy really like feeding the system um and i know we both really love like broth broth is just Mm -hmm. a really great i don't know if you want to talk a little bit about the the potentials of broth I think we're both just so passionate about making things taste good because Mm -hmm. I think things need to be enjoyable, both for compliance, but also that, you know, there's a lot of, we're so emotionally connected to food and beverages and, and there's a way to, there was even a study I read where the more you enjoy your food, the more nutrient, more nutrition you absorb from it. And so it's on so many levels, it just makes sense to be able to offer something that people really want to enjoy and that they can easily incorporate into their lives rather than, like Lily said, you know, having some foreign preparation that doesn't taste great. It's just not going to comply and then they're not going to reap the benefits from it. And then broth. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Broth is amazing. We're so glad it's become so popular. Yeah. Are you talking about bone broth or just any well, type broth of broth? Is, it's a great opportunity to to get herbs in there. So bone broth is a thing right now, obviously. You know, it's 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 like been the rage for a few years now, but it's a really good opportunity to to infuse herbs into your into your life <laughs> by infusing them into your broth. So when you're cooking, you know, when you're cooking um, bones for a long period of time, you can be adding things that will um, offer solubilized nutrients. So like greens and other vegetables, but also, you know, herbs. So that's woody herbs like astragalus and, you know, reishi mushroom, but also things like nettle and go to cola that are kind of more green and nutrient rich. I love the idea and I love the concept, but I also want to share, I remember my very first experience playing with reishi in one of the bone broths that I was making. And I remember how bitter Mm. it came out and my husband would not touch it. And so from that perspective, I think that you have practiced and you have uh, experimented with many different preparations and many different recipes before you came out with something that is very palatable and something that is definitely enjoyable. Sometimes we think, oh, I will just throw these all these different <laughs> herbs and ingredients and it doesn't always come out well unless you really know what you're doing. Agreed. Yes. <laughs> We learned that from experience. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we took reishi roast through, uh, you know, years. 25 incarnations <laughs> in, in many years to get, you know, we launched in 2014 and uh, we had ar- we had already been drinking it for uh, five years, you know, some version of it for five years before then. So, you know, we've been, we've been at this for a while. (laughs) You're right. It does. It takes time to reach that balance. And yeah, you know, it's like a chef tasting the ingredients along the way and then getting a sense of how they're going to taste together and then just trial and error. 
Very true. Very true. So something that I wanted to ask you to talk a little bit about is the concept of superfoods and super herbs. And so clearly Rishi Rose is something that has a lot of these super superfoods and super herbs. But what are these things and where and how can you really incorporate them uh, into your diet? I think one of the angles that we're looking at, which we just talked about a little bit, is looking at how many like broth, for example, you could use water to cook your soup or your rice or whatever, or you can use nutrient dense broth. And so the more you can add nutrient dense foods and herbs into your cooking. And for example, reishi roast, we chose herbs that are very nutrient dense and very, and cross all these different systems. Like we talked about before, so that you're getting one product that touches, covers a lot of bases from sleep and so on. Um, yeah, what else? Yeah, I mean, I think I, superfoods is interesting. I mean, I think superfood is a very good marketing term. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I think I think it's a brilliant, you know, it, it encapsulates some, um, some important concepts, I think, like the idea that, uh, that something um, contains so many nutrients that many body systems are supported by consuming it, and that perhaps they only need to be consumed in small quantities in order to, you know, reap their benefits. Um, so you could argue that, you know, a blueberry is a superfood or that nettles are superfood. Um, often, you know, I think in, in commerce, we're looking at, I think superfood is kind of like ex- interchangeable often with adaptogen or medicinal mushroom or something like a goji berry. And, you know, we consider, for example, the mesquite that is in our, blend to be a, a superfood you know of course the, the mushrooms are um and so is like the milky oats mm-hmm. which is like a revered western uh herbal tonic for the nervous system so something that's considered to be so nourishing um it was given traditionally in cases of you know nervous collapse so basically you know nervous breakdown burnout you know nervous exhaustion so something that is um you know building and amplifying to a system so, you know, I think another good example of a, of a superfood that we both use a lot in our lives and in our practices would be turmeric. So, um, again, this amazing root that is, you know, the foundation of curry powder, and but now is also available in various forms. You know, you can get it extracted as in curcumin, you know, so like it's sort of a more nutraceutical preparation of it or a kind of more food-based preparation like a turmeric paste. Um, and we do have a good recipe for that on the pharmacopoeia website. Um, and you know, there's lots of people making those. They're, they're wonderful. And that's something that you would mix with, uh, say an almond milk or a hemp milk or a coconut milk and have a delicious, you know, hot turmeric milk latte at the end of your day. Um, or in the beginning of your day, um, we actually have, we have clients who blend their reishi roast with turmeric, which mm-hmm. I've actually never tried. I have. Uh, yeah, I prefer it without, but it's good. Yeah. yeah, I just I love turmeric is such a to me reishi rose has such complex flavors and turmeric has such complex flavors that mixing them together is just yeah. a little bit too much for me. But lots of people love it, and then you're getting my husband drinks it that way, and he's fine. He just loves it. He's getting all of these things at once. Whereas I love to enjoy my various beverages throughout the day on their own. So <laughs> yeah. 
when I was preparing for our conversation, I explored both of your websites. And one of the things that both of you do very well is you share a variety of different recipes. And so I wanted to ask you, where does your inspiration come from? Because they are always so unique and so different, but they are, you're playing off very common things, like maybe you know, uh, popsicles or something like this or Rishi Rose ice cream or something similar. I think we're both very passionate that healthy food should be accessible for everyone. And that's often not the case in this country. And so I think part of our, I mean, I'm speaking for me, but I think part of our drive is to make recipes that are familiar and not too weird, (laughs) frankly, (laughs) and that taste good and, and that people want to enjoy. And, um, so a lot of it is that, and also I th- we're both very, we're both naturey people. And so we feel very connected to the seasons. And so we're not formulating popsicle recipes in the winter that comes out of a day where, you know, it's hundred degrees here in Northern California in the summer and we want a popsicle, but we want it to be delicious and healthy. And, and um, we both often are always trying to reduce waste and packaging and, and what we purchase. And so being able to just go into your kitchen and mix some things together and make something is really satisfying on many levels. Um, so a lot of it comes from that of what's in season and what is the weather, you know, what do I want right now? And in the winter, it might be a hot cup of reishi rose with coconut oil or butter mixed into it. And then in the summer, it's, you know, popsicles or some herbal <laughs> salsa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And for me, the seasons are definitely, um, the seasons and the body systems are really big, uh, inspirations for making recipes. And we talked a little bit before the, um, before the interview started about the seasonal cleanse that Pharmacopia offers. And so that's something that Reishi Rose is kind of a foundation of it. And, uh, basically each season, there's a different focus on a different body system. So the upcoming spring cleanse is, focused on liver gallbladder. Um, and so we really think about recipes then that are both working with things that are in season. So for example, artichokes and asparagus, and but also um, that are wonderful for the liver. You know, those are artichoke is basically a superfood for the liver. Um, but that also have affinities for specific body systems. Um, so that's, I think that for me is a really big inspiration and thinking about like the popsicles in the summer that, you know, that's an opportunity for superfoods. So we have a recipe that is, you know, blended berries, which, you know, the the health benefits of berries have been touted for so many years. We're we're all pretty familiar with that, I'm sure, um, in terms of their antioxidant effects and their, their, their brain protectant effects, um, anti-inflammatory effects. So, you know, you get a popsicle made with blended berries with a base of a schizandra tea. So schizandra is a really wonderful um, uh, traditional Chinese herb that is incredibly complex in flavor. It's a berry, so it's got a lot of tartness and sweetness, but a lot of other complexity that might be a little foreign to somebody, um, you know, if you were just to have straight schizandra. But once you mix it with the berries, you get this like sweet, familiar complement. And then, you know, you're getting a popsicle that is a schizandra tea with all of these, you know, wonderful antioxidant berries. So really thinking about um, the seasonal opportunities, the body system opportunities, Um, you know, in the fall, we look at kind of, you know, the broths and soups and, you know, warmer cooked foods. And so thinking about how are we working in? The herbs, how are we working in um, 
the immune support that we need at that time of year, you know, the lung support as the seasons change. And we deal with different seasonal issues like dryness, you know, in the fall, there's, there's, you know, it's very, very dry, the leaves are crinkling, and so are we. And so um, that's a time when, you know, we want to start looking at, you know, how to support that kind of movement in nature and in our bodies. This is really interesting. I work at a drug information center. And so from time to time, we receive questions about variety of different weight loss cleanses. And so one thing that I wanted to mention <laughs> is that everything that you're describing is so very different from what a typical traditional weight loss cleanse would look like. And so your idea is to build the body and to support it and to support the immune system, to support the gut. I really appreciate that. And so it's a great inspiration. And I really appreciate how you work with these different systems. Oh, I just wanted to say, I mean, you're bringing up actually so such a good point about quality and safety. <laughs> yep. I, just, I don't know. I, I feel like neither of us wants to leave this conversation without kind of mentioning mm -hmm. some mm -hmm. things like about, um, you know, many people assume that if a product is for sale, that it's safe. Um, and, and, or if it's natural, that it's safe, that it's, if it's herbs, it's safe. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, unfortunately that's actually not always the mm -hmm. case. And so, you know, um, both of us have an education in how to actually see a product through from the beginning, you know, all the way down the supply chain, you know, through production, testing, because, you know, Amy has a QC, a quality control background and can speak a little bit more to the, to the testing that's actually necessary to like identify an herb as the appropriate herb. And then, you know, do you want to speak to that? A yeah, bit? it is. It's an important point. And, you know, in addition to what we talked about earlier about formulating and flavor sourcing and making sure we were really sticking with the best quality herbs that we can possibly source takes a lot of time. And that was part of the product development process for us as well. Um, so yeah, we, you know, we, we've said from the beginning, we'd rather run out of stock than accept an herb that doesn't meet our standards. So we have rejected herbs for heavy metals or things like that in the past and chose to run out of stock. Um, and I think it's really important to, to make that clear because people don't like it when you run out of stock, but we're doing it out of like a yeah. real love of this product and we yeah. consume it. So we, you know, our, our, we've had a relationship with our mushroom supplier for since grad school, yeah, for 15, 15 years. years. Um, and so we know, we know him well, he answers our questions, he's available, and he's an expert in mushrooms. So rather than buying all of our ingredients from one vendor, which would be less expensive and save us some time, and um, we chose specific vendors so our milky oats we know where they're grown we know what time of year they're harvested our mushrooms we know where they're coming from and and um so we look at sustainability we look at contaminants and um the time of harvest all kinds of things that go into it and so it it makes for a, a very clean product that we're really proud of and the vast majority of our ingredients are organic yeah um there's a very small percentage like the salt <laughs> yeah, that, we don't have organic salt so um <laughs> Yeah, so that's yeah, that's an important piece for us. But yeah, the, the just the industry around the word cleanse is so interesting and not, you know, um, while we both are interested in herbs and recipes that support the body's detoxification pathways, most of the ways that cleanses are put forth in this country are 
like really unsustainable, not necessarily promoting of any kind of long-term health and usually send people on some kind of like rebound thing. You know, it's like if they drink, you know, cayenne pepper, lemon juice and maple syrup for five days, like usually people like, you know, finish that, lose a few pounds, you know, feel a range of different results and then kind of go back to eating exactly the way they ate before. And I think one of the things that Amy and I are so interested in as nutritionists and of people who've like really healed a lot of various things through diet and nutrition ourselves is that you have to really incorporate this into your life and have it become a lifestyle. And that's what putting herbs into food or using reishi mushrooms with your coffee, you know, like that's how you do it um, is that you actually, you know, you, you change a lifestyle and that's really different from buying a product or doing a cleanse or, and, you know, we're just, yeah, that's important to us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that message. If someone wanted to learn more about whether it is Rishi Rose or just the concept of these superfoods, super herbs, where, where would you recommend them to go? What are some of your favorite resources? That is a good question. Yeah, that's a great question. You know, in terms of readily available, like I think David Winston's book on adaptogens is great, you know, for like the person who's, who's herb interested, you know, who's like coming at it from that perspective. Um, it's not necessarily a book that's like about superfoods. It doesn't have recipes, but it gives a really good overview of adaptogens, how they work, why they're important, what body systems they have affinities for, how they differ from one another. Um, in general, I would say, you know, the website Mind Body Green actually does a pretty good, it's like really meant for the general public and their mm -hmm. articles are pretty well researched and well presented. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been particularly impressed with their like functional nutrition presentations. They're really lengthy sometimes. Um, so I think for like, like just finding recipes and finding out like, oh, everybody's talking about pine pollen or everybody, you know, like <laughs> you could find an article there. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to think about books for superfoods. That's yeah, interesting. I actually, it is a good question. Yeah. I actually can't think of any books about superfoods. Yeah. But in terms of websites, there's the there's a group of professional herbalists that we got together last year and write called asktheherbalists.org. And people can submit questions there. Mm -hmm. And the Pharmacopia's website yeah. is pretty extensive we have a huge in terms amount of information, information as yeah. well. Yeah. So most of the recipes on the Pharmacopoeia website um, link to articles or actually have a lot of information embedded in them are kind of combinations mm -hmm. of recipes and articles. Um, Amy's, Amy's website has recipe, has a blog and a recipe section as well. Um, the, the uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of the company um, Moon Juice, but actually she has a really good, I'm forgetting, it's like, her name is like Chantal Bacon or something like that. Um, and she actually has a really neat cookbook that is based in, in superfoods and adaptogens and things like that. Um, I've had fun going through that. I did, yeah. I will definitely take a look and uh, include all the references that you have mentioned. So thank you. And it's such an important question, Lana. I'm glad you asked it because there is now with the internet, there's a lot of really bad information. Terrible well. information. Ooh. So it's really good to identify <laughs> a few really reputable sources because it, some of the information is, it's not just bad, it's outright dangerous, frankly. Like it's not to scare people away from searching for information, but finding some good 
you know, a handful of good resources is really a wise, a wise thing to do. Thank you. I uh, I really appreciate your recommendation. And what I really liked about your website is that the recipes that you present, they look really decadent and really wonderful, but they also have very clean ingredients. And so it really doesn't matter what type of diet you are following. You can still find something that will work very well and that you will enjoy. And they all look yummy. So I'm definitely <laughs> including several of them uh, for myself to try in the next couple of weeks. Ladies, as we're coming to an end of this conversation, I have a couple of more questions for you. So one of them is if uh, each one of you individually can talk just a little bit about your uh, project, the main project, your uh, whether it is Pharmacopeia, whether it is Herb Allies, uh, and where we can find you, whether it is on social media or what your internet home is. And then perhaps you can leave us with some parting thoughts or uh, words of wisdom for our audience. I, I can I can start. <laughs> um, so this is Lily, and my website is www.pharmacopia.net, and you're going to list it in there. But it's pharmacopia with an F, F A R M A C O P I A. Um, so that's the website that that Lana you've been referring to that has so many of these recipes, and where you can actually purchase the Reishi Roast Original Brewable and the Reishi Roast Elixir. Um, so that's good to know. <laughs> Uh, where else can you find me on social media? We are on Instagram at pharmacopia and at Lily Mazzarella. So those are, you know, two places to follow for information and, um, and recipes and photos. And so, yeah, pharmacopia is a, it's a modern apothecary and it is also an integrative, uh, medical practice in Santa Rosa, California. And Amy and I both practice there. So we have herbalists and nutritionists and naturopaths, osteopaths, or an osteopath, uh, acupuncturists, a Bowen worker. So lots of really amazing, you know, top people in their field. So I feel really lucky about that. And then we are sort of a, like a walk-in herb store and we carry very high quality supplements. So um, sort of practitioner line supplements that have been third party tested and um, we carry everything for a reason. Everything has been vetted really carefully. Uh, and we also have a blending tincture bar for our clients. And so that's really unique. So that's several hundred herbs um, extracted in water and alcohol and glycerin. So single herbs that are able to be blended together uh, for specific clients and, um, and issues. And Pharmacopia has its own line of products, um, distinct from Reishi Rose. So we have powders, um, adaptogen powders that are super tasty. And we have a, a signature tincture line and some, um, really lovely body oils that are meant to kind of support different body systems and seasons. Um, so yeah, so I spend my time between practice and you know running pharmacopoeia, and then also we had um, some really disastrous fires here about a year and a half ago, and so I've been working with uh, Jocelyn Beretta, who's one of our staff members, in developing a nonprofit um, for sort of continued support and um, uh, education in the Latino community around here. So that's something that's we've just been working on and, you know, hopefully will come to fruition, full fruition in 2019. Um, but we've already been doing a lot of um, sort of bilingual, uh, culturally relevant place-based education. And um, we're hoping to develop a, a mobile clinic out of that as well. So, and we've just started teaching or 
not just, but we've started doing a, now sort of a fair amount of classes at Pharmacopeia. Um, and some of them are actually available online. So right now um, there's a naturopathic doctor who is running a ketogenic boot camp, um, which has been really popular. It's full. Uh, we also have a 21-day sugar detox coming up um, that's available online. And Amy and I are going to be teaching classes in the spring there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Thank you. That's wonderful. And I'll definitely include all the links. And uh, you're saying that even if someone is not local, they can still uh, participate in some of the offerings. In certain of these classes, yeah. And we're looking at ways to have them you know, even more available for people who are at a distance because we do have people all over the country who are who we're working with. So great, wonderful. Amy? Yeah, so my website is urbanallies.com. That's H-E-R-B-A-N-A-L-L-I-E-S. And um so my so my urban allies is is my home, but it our backyard is a eight thousand square foot, so almost a quarter of an acre backyard, which is a little urban farm that's a work in progress um, where I grow vegetables and have a small orchard. And I'm really passionate about growing aromatic herbs, and so I grow a lot of a lot of drought tolerant native and various aromatic herbs, or just established naturalized aromatic herbs like lavender and white sage and um, And I make hydrosols there that are the base for an aromatic product line, aromatherapy product line that I have that's available on my website and then also on the Pharmacopia website, which is also where I practice. So you can visit Pharmacopia to learn more about my clinical practice. The Urban Allies is a little bit more geared towards the kind of the big picture of the farm and what we're doing and, um, and what else? And then classes, yeah, the classes that I teach are, are on the Urban Allies website as well, or workshops. Um, but yeah, we're really excited. I'm excited to, to hopefully have some more online or uh, webinar offerings for classes this year as well. So it's exciting that Pharmacopia is starting that up. Yeah. Wonderful. And we're also developing, we have two oh, yeah. more Reishi Rose products in the pipe. We're super excited about it. A calming, calming and energizing. So we're, you know, yeah, yeah. So hopefully those will be out in the first half of 2019 as well. Fabulous, fabulous. And uh, Amy, uh, can we find you on social media as well? Oh, yeah, thank you. I knew I was forgetting something. Facebook and Instagram at Urban Alice. Mm-hmm. Okay, wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. And ladies, any parting thoughts? Mm. Be nice to each other. Yeah, but yeah, be nice to yourself. You know, I think with all of this health stuff, you know, we yeah. can start feeling like, and that's what we noticed about coffee, you know, everything can become like a club that you bang yourself over the head with, you know, like trying to be healthy, trying to do something good for yourself. And I think, you know, um, the emphasis that we have in our lives on, on pleasure um, has, I don't know, great therapeutic potential. And I guess I would just encourage people to enjoy being healthy and that, you know, that being healthy, like has a, you know, do it in the service of enjoying life more, you know, being more available to life and, and, um, and having things, more things available to you. So that's, I guess that's my parting thought. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, to piggyback off of that a little bit, it's, I, I've studied meditation for a long time. And one of the practices this year is that I've really been implementing is instead of just observing the thoughts, 
actively changing them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that that fits in what Lily said is being kind to yourself. You know, it's, we have this unconscious tape that's just playing. And the more we pay attention, the more we can actually intervene and, and talk to that little toddler brain and, and be nicer and encourage it to be nicer <laughs> so to ourselves and, and to each other. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Ladies, thank you so much. This was so interesting and I'm very much inspired to try a lot of different new things. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lana. Yeah, thank you. Great to see you. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you've enjoyed this conversation with Lily Mazzarella and Amy Charney. You can find all the links mentioned in today's episode in the show notes at wellnessinsidernetwork.com slash 66. Please subscribe to the show to get the future episodes automatically downloaded on your device. When you have a moment, I'd greatly appreciate it if you could share some love by leaving a rating or review about the show wherever you download your podcast. This is the best way to help others learn about the Wellness Insider Network, and it also helps to bring wonderful guests to join us here. This episode is proudly brought to you by the American Herbalist Guild. I've been a member of this organization for many years. Every fall, I attend HG Symposium, a great gathering of like-minded herbalists, where I always learn something new and exciting and network with others. Through this podcast, you've met many of the practicing members of the American Herbalist Guild. Professional members of this organization are recognized practitioners who have demonstrated to their peers their knowledge and expertise in the field of herbal medicine. General members continue to enhance their education by reading the Journal of American Herbalist Guild, their monthly member newsletters, having free access to webinar archives, an amazing archive of symposium lecture recordings, and so much more. Additionally, each member gets discount and offers on products, services, and tickets from some of the best herbal suppliers, schools, and companies. Check out the show notes or wellnessinsidernetwork.com slash HG and learn more about this great organization. Thanks again for being here. I appreciate you. Be smart, be healthy, be you.